Amen. Because the Lord is worthy to be praised. And in every season, He is with us, sustaining us, and taking us in the paths of righteousness. This morning, we are delighted to have Reverend Lassen Cherian from Dubai. He is the pastor of the Church of the Redeemed. Minister to us from God's word. He's been here before and he has ministered among our midst. We thank the Lord for what the Lord is doing in this, through this young man. God has been using him mightily in the Middle East, in Africa, and in the Indian subcontinent. And we are delighted that he's here. He's going to come and he's going to bring God's word. God, it's a great privilege and honor to be here this uh, morning and uh, thanking God for the great fellowship that uh, the Lord is giving us uh, uh, in this church, especially thank you, Pastor Angle, for your love and your supports all the time when I come here uh, in the U.S. Um, uh, we, both the families, we are very close, attached uh, spiritually. We thank God for uh, all uh, the connection in prayer life as well. Um, as I was praying for the church and uh, for the word for uh, today, uh, the Lord have given me a word to convey to the church and I'm going to share that to you this morning. I would like your attention to uh, turn to uh, uh, the book of Kings. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you to the book of uh, First Kings chapter uh, 19, First Kings chapter 19, verses 1 onwards. And the topic for today, as I was praying um, for you guys, praying for the word, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me, there is a solution for every depression. There is a solution for every depression. When I was praying for the church, the Spirit of the Lord have gave me the message that the church is going to face a new season. A new season is about to come. A new face in the ministry is going to be shifted. We don't know from where it's going to start, how it's going to be, but the Lord have clearly given me the word a new season is about to come. So when I was praying about the term season, the spirit of the Lord I've connected to the next word is a double portion. And I pray that the spirit of the Lord will uh, shower the double portion in every aspect. Let it be on the spiritual aspect. Let it be on the, the physical aspect, material aspect. Let the double portion may come. That is my prayer as the prophetical word. Coming back to the word, uh, to 1 Kings chapter 19, 1 through 12. It is actually a passage is, which is very well known to us. And today I'm going to focus on the term depression. Uh, when I came to uh, U.S. this time, when I came to U.S., 
uh, one of my friends have said, uh, after the COVID season, um, there have been a lot of young generation uh, in this country have gone through a season of depression, being at home, stuck with many things. Um, so suddenly that word has come to my mind on this term, depression. Uh, when you study the Bible, the term depression is not clearly mentioned anywhere as the term depression. But we have an indication in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25 on this term. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. It says, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. The Hebrew word of weigh down is shaka. On the other term, it speaks about depression. On the scientific term, uh, the term depression has come uh, in the 20th century. And a lot of scientists and doctors are actually studying on this term and going much more deeper on this term. But we, when we study the word of God, we have seen many people in the Bible, in the scripture, has gone through a kind of depression. If you study the book of Psalms, the entire Psalms, the Psalms is called as the ripe, the ripe of depression. You know, most of the Psalms were written by David. And, uh, you know, whenever he is penning down, we see many, in many places that the kind of depression what he have gone through. And in Psalms 143 verses 4 and Psalms 143 verses 7, if you read it, it says, So my spirit grows faint within me. In 7 it says, Answer me quickly. Lord, my spirit fails, fails. Don't hide your face from me. So Sam, uh, in the, throughout the Psalms, David have gone through the time of depression throughout. In many times, there were fluctuations in his life. What happened to King Saul? When we go through the scripture, you know, King Saul have went through depression, which we can see in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16 through 20. What happened to the book of Lamentation? The book of Lamentation, which is actually a poetical expression of Hebrews' deep depression, what they have went through. What happened to Moses? I'm just pulling up certain people from the scripture. What happened to Moses in the book of uh, uh, Numbers chapter 11 verses 14 through 25? When we study about Moses, he says, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. Please go ahead and kill me. A great leader, Moses, have said, it is better to kill me. What happened to Jeremiah? The book of Jeremiah chapter 20 verses 14 and 18. We don't have time. That's why I'm just keeping up all the, the portions to be read. 14 and 20. He says, why did I ever come out? I'm fed up by seeing the trouble. And I'm fed up by seeing all the sorrows which I'm going through. And I feel... The end of my days will be in shame. 
a great prophet. He was mocked, kept alone, went through poverty stricken life. The man who was so much in downtime when he stood for God, he says, I went through this patch in my life. What happened to Job? The man who was so faithful, God himself have testified about him. In Job chapter uh, 1, 2 and 3, we know on the, on the beginning chapters what he have went through. We know what happened to Jonah. He went through depression. He was actually trying to convince God that, you know, I know that if I'm going to preach and I'm going to prophesy that you are going to heal the nation. You are going to make them free. And I know that I'm going to be in shame. He went through depression and we know what happened in chapter 4. What I'm trying to say, that many of great men of God in the scripture have gone through depression. But I'm here this morning to give you the message, there is a solution for every depression. We are going to have our short meditation from First Kings this morning. The man who was walking with God, who had a great communion with God, have gone through a great time of depression. In chapter 19, we see on the second was when Jezebel have said that tomorrow if there is a time, if there is a time as such, you will be no more. And we know all the incident. Let me pull up very quickly three major points what the Lord spoke to me. If you are writing it down or to just keep it in your mind, I'm going to uh, speak on the letter C. Number one, there is a cause for depression. Number two, there is a comfort in every depression. And number three, there is a cure in every depression. Number one, there is a cause in every depression. What was the cause? When I was trying to understand, when the Lord spoke to me from this word, I'm, I was trying to understand the man of God. Why he went through this depression? The spirit of the Lord have spoken to me two things. Number one, it is because of the physical exhaustion. And number two, the spirit of the Lord said to me, it is because of the spirituality which he have seen what's happening among the people of God. What was the physical uh, exhaustion he had? When we study the book of uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 17, we see about Elijah and the introduction about Elijah, very short introduction about him. And God said to him to go to King Ahab and prophesy that until I am going to tell there is no more rain in this nation. He was so faithful to God. He went to King Ahab and said, until I prophesy back there, there will not be a rain in this nation. And God said to him, get out of you know, the place. Go to a, the place where I call it as uh, Kerith. I'm going to provide for you in Kerith. You know, when I was going through the scripture, Kerith was actually uh, a very close place to Elijah's, uh, you know, house. So he was kept, you know, close to his house in a place where no one was with him. 
and uh, you know when he was in Kuwait God was providing him what all he needs the 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 raven was coming on time in morning and, and when i was studying the word i was just quickly searching uh, is it uh, you know the raven bringing the bread in the morning and bringing the meat in the evening because we in us uh, we always focus on the dinner side so i was just looking on but you know bible says clearly in the morning and evening raven brought the bread and the meat and the timing was perfect so almost uh, you know for a long time almost uh, one one and a half years he was on that side he was waiting for the raven the provision of god he was in a kind of loneliness he was not able to communicate with anyone my question why elijah went through the season if i look at elijah's perspective i spoke for you you set me to prophesy Yeah I was tired seeing of many things but you said to me and I prophesied to the nation or to the king and because of this reason even I am going through this season of depression loneliness is not actually a good time we all love companies we all love fellowship if you said to me okay he is actually in the presence of god he is sitting in the presence of god he is ministered by god all is well but he is not able to communicate with his family he is not able to see anyone there he is hidden in kerith it is a place where god allowed him as a training and god was teaching him a lot about faith a god who can provide from nothing a season where the land is seeing drought still i can provide you because you were walking with me and god said to him okay now it is a season come out of kerith now you have to go to sarafet that there's a beauty what the lord taught me kerith was in israel territory but sarafet is actually you know it is out of the israel's territory now sarafet is actually in phoenicia phoenicia is a place where from uh, you know king ahab's wife jezebel is now what is the connection of uh, that nation it is a place of idolatry lot of you know uh, uh, the goddesses worship is happening there god have said to elijah now get up from kerith go to the place where there is no presence of god there is nothing that you can see you know in a outward way that you know good things are happening there but god said to him go to a place where i'm going to settle you down he was obeying god almost 100 miles from kerith to sarafet it was 100 miles and he has to go through the city side he was he was in a careful you know manner why because because of his prophecy this drought is there in the land and he was asking god why you are letting this to happen when i was studying the scripture there was a man in the scripture says uh, his name is obadiah he was keeping 100 prophets in a cave my question comes why could god survive elijah in that cave Obadiah was taking care of 100 prophets in that cave providing food in the season of drought my question why elijah is not on that team you know what the lord taught me 
Hundred prophets are my team members. But Elijah, you are not calculated among them. You are called for a separate ministry. You are called for a special, specific purpose. You may not be calculated you know, among them. But I am leaving you or I am leading you to a place where I will teach you personal lessons. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That was actually a spiritual message even to the Israelites. It was a spiritual message to the Israelites. If you go to that house in Seraphith, you see that, you know, you know, that portion. The lady and the kid is about to die. They want to eat the last piece of bread and to die. It was a season of death happening in that family. But God said, you know, when the doors in Israel have been closed, I will turn my eyes to the Gentiles. And it is actually a reflection of the gospel. It says that when they receive the man of God, the presence of God, I am going to prosper them. And when you see the last verses of, you know, chapter 17, I think to 17, it's, we see the salvation happening in Seraphith. Elijah was tired of running from Kerith to Seraphith. Now God says to him, now go and reveal yourself to Ahab. You have to go to Carmel. He went to Carmel. Why? Because he wants to prove who God is. There was a season where he was preparing the people of God to see the manifestation of God. He said, how long you will worship, you know, the, 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 the God and the goddesses together. You're worshiping the real God and at the same time you're, you know, encouraging the idolatry to be part of the culture. How long you can do it? Now there should be a separation. He called upon the people of God. He called the king. He called the nation together. Let's prove which is the real God. We know the, the incident, what happened there. I'm not going there because that's not our topic. He prayed and the heavens have opened. The fire of God have come down and the sacrifice was burned. And proved our God is a Yahweh was the real God. You know what Bible says after that incident? He himself have to kill 450 Baal's prophet. I was going again and again. Who killed them? Elijah. Was there any support for him? No. He killed by himself. It is not one or two. 450 Baal's prophet. Can you see a man who is spiritual on the physical side, he is getting exhausted. He was moving in the direction of God. He was moving according to the plan of God. He was doing what God said him to do. He was, you know, just obeying what God was telling him. But look at the end of season. He is getting tired and frustrated. Coming back to chapter 19, we see after doing all this thing, Jezebel have said, give a warning to him. Because she was a very powerful woman. She was actually, you know, she had a background uh, from the palace background. So she was a very powerful. If she said she is going to do it. 
So Elijah knows that that's, that's going to happen. Now the big question is, and that is where the, the spirit of the Lord stuck me to speak to the church. After doing so much spiritually, why such words from the devil is coming? Will God allow such terminologies to come to me? One thing the Lord taught me, if you have a heavy anointing, and if you have called up for a great purpose of God, you are targeted by the defeated devil. If you are not having an assignment or if you are just doing a normal kind of ministry, nobody is going to attack you. Everyone will be there to stand with you. But if you are different from others, this is a prophetical word. I'm talking to the pastor as well as the church. If you stand unique, you will be targeted. Elijah was targeted. Next day, this time, if you are there, I'm going to kill you. That was the word. Physically, he said, I am done. Not one or two days, three and a half years. Running after running. Because of your word, I am stuck in this tension. Look at the spiritual tiredness. The spiritual tiredness have not come from within him. It came from the society. A very relevant message for the current scenario. The spiritual tiredness has come because he is fed up seeing what's happening. When he was looking at the culture of Israel. I hope you are with me this morning. When he was looking at the culture of Israel, everything has been mixed up. Godliness is mixed up with idolatry. You serve God, you preach about God, you worship God, but still you compromise with many things in the society. God says, no, I have called you to be separate. One word that the Spirit of the Lord was telling me was mixing of the culture. Jezebel was bringing the culture from her land, mixing up the culture with God's people and God's people were enjoined to be with it. She was from Phoenicia, but she came to the capital city of Israel, started to build a huge tower. Looking at that tower, Elijah said, how dare this can happen here? Not of that. I have very short time. Can you turn to 19 verses 10 and 14. This is very important. Why the spiritual tiredness has come. 10 and 14. If you look at verse 10, chapter 19 verses 10 and 14. You see the same verse has been repeated. Look at the spiritual tiredness what he had. He says three things in that passage. If you can look at it very carefully. Number one. Israelites have rejected your covenant. Number two. They torn the altar of God. Number three. They put the prophets of God to die with the sword. This is the three things which have been said in this, this verse. 
Israelites are going away from the covenant of God. Now children of God this morning listen this word very carefully. You and me have got into a covenant with God. When we minister, when we conduct wedding, we always say wedding is not about contract, it is a covenant. Contract can be broken, covenant cannot be broken. So God, the word of God says, you got connected to God with a covenant which you cannot turn away. And Israel, you know, Israelites were turning away from the covenant of God. Elijah says to God, I am fed up. Their name is Pentecostal. Their name is godly people. For namesake, they tell they are the godly people. But when they are, oh come on. Yesterday when I was praying, the Spirit of the Lord said to me one thing. If you are a religious person, Sunday is your day. But if you are a relationship person, Monday to Saturday is your day. Christianity is not about religion. It is about relationship. If you are a religious, you can have a self-check this morning. Are you super spiritual on Sunday? Or are you spiritual on Monday through Saturday? The covenant of God has been broken. Elijah says, I am tired of it. Spiritually, I'm tired. Number two, he says, the place of worship. Last day when I was ministering in a church, you know, I'm just open up, yeah, I'm just openly telling you this uh, testimony. When I was worshiping, the Spirit of the Lord said to me, uh, you know, to look at one of the choir member. After the meeting, I, I went to that person. I met him very personally. We do it by wisdom. I met him very personally. I said to him, God said to me this, last night you did this. He was drunk last night. And he is in the pulpit playing uh, the instrument for God. The spirit of the Lord spoke to me to give him the word of conviction. He started to cry. He knelt down. He said, Pastor, yes, I have done it. Can you pray for me? Sometime I'm getting weak. I'm not able to handle it myself. When I have pressures from my friends, I go through it. The altar is to bring the presence of God. When you do wicked things and you stand in the pulpit, God cannot come in our midst. The altar of God was broken in Israel. Worship for namesake it is there. But the, in the reality, the worship was not happening there. God was, come on. Last day when I was ministering in a church, God was speaking to me in this way. Is God there in this church? They call upon the name of God. They preach about God. They speak in tongues. But God was not there in that worship service. Elijah says, I am fed up seeing all this thing you may have said the same thing the third thing he said okay the first thing is with you the second thing is also with you God but look at the third thing how dare the Israelites can kill the prophets of God when Elijah was telling it was the physical killing it 
about the word killing nowadays that is very you know common thing through words we kill people but in the season of elijah it was actually a physical killing the people of god was killing the prophets of god they don't want to listen warnings they only want to listen prosperity and blessing they killed the prophet of elijah says i'm tired now look at verse 14 he added one more term with this that word was personal term he says even they are trying to kill me so physically he was exhausted spiritually he was exhausted that was the cause of depression but do you know that we have a god who loves us so much he never leaves you when you are depressed he comes to you that is what we see in chapter 19 verses 3 onwards elijah started to move around god have sent the angel of god i have my time limitation i'm just moving very quickly god have sent the angel of god now from where the food have come we don't know some writers some historians or some biblical you know scholars have said the food was come from the palace we are not sure about it but the provision was from god the raven have brought the food uh, you know uh, for the men of god angel have brought the food from uh, you know uh, from uh, i believe it is god's provision in a godly manner because i will tell you little later why i believe so so uh, the food was given he was kept you know awake he you know the angel have tried his level best to encourage him you know one thing what the lord spoke to me and taught me through this passage there are times uh, we go through in a kind of depression but do you know that you know when he gives you the presence of god the same time he gives the angel of god to be with you when i was studying the scripture one of the i'll just pull up one example look at the life of jesus only in the book of mark we see that you know in the in the book of matthew and luke we will not see it but in the book of mark we see it when jesus was fasting for 40 days the angel of god was with him why it is not written in matthew it is not written in luke it is just written in mark why the angel of god was with jesus christ the answer is simple because even the physical animals were trying to attack jesus they wanted to finish jesus in the wilderness they wanted jesus to end his life in that wilderness the angel of god was provided so that he will be protected when we go through depression god provides his angel to protect us look at what happened in gethsemane my jesus was about to take up the cross he asked disciples can you pray with me this disciples were tired they were you know sleeping they were they couldn't wake up but do you know what my father god have done he have sent an angel to gethsemane why that angel was there if you ask me the question that is the time when jesus wanted encouragement 
When you go through a season of depression, God sends his angel to encourage you. There are times that you there are times that you are going through pains that you are you cannot take anymore. You are kind of giving up. God says, I will not let you down. I will send my angel to encourage you. I always ask the scripture. I ask questions to the scripture, part of my study. I ask the scripture why the what was the angel's assignment you know what the lord taught me what the lord taught me the angel's assignment was to say one word you can do it you can do it when we go through kind of depression we we go through kind of downtime in our life god sent his angel and tell you this word you can do it he will not let you down you know there are times that you you say i'm fed up of doing things i'm tired of doing things but god say you are not alone i'm going to feed you i'm going to give you a new season which you have never experienced and never went through i'm going to give you a new season so get up and eat look at the tiredness of elijah he was slept again i was wondering how can a person sleep after having the heavenly food it was not raw food it was cooked you know well 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 cooked food with good presentation from heaven how can he sleep he was tired that much i felt in the spirit this is one of the way that god comforts us he gives us good sleep how many of you are there if i put up me in that place when i am so much depressed I eat more and I sleep more. I don't know about your case. Some people when you go through depression, you don't eat and you don't sleep. But me, I'm just on the opposite side. I eat more and I sleep more. Look at Elijah. He ate more and slept more. Even after having that food, he was sleeping again. So the 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 assignment of the angel was heavy now. The angel said, "Come on, I need to bring again food now." So the angel brought food for the second time. Said to him, "Eat now." He fed him and he said, "Now, get up." The time where God is going to show you how he can cure your depression. Why I believe it was a heavenly manna. The reason I believe is because Elijah had a race a run with the chariot of Ahab if you study about Ahab's chariot that was actually on that time that was the fastest chariot and if Elijah had to run because already he is depressed kind of tiredness if he had to run you know uh, more faster than the chariots of Ahab that is purely because of God's provision the food which i have given was actually the heavenly manna he ran and god have shown his presence in a visible manner he couldn't see the presence of god in fire he couldn't see the presence of god in wind but there was a tangible presence of god elijah could sense it was moving and this morning that is the portion but the spirit of the lord spoke to me the tangible presence 
is all what you need for a new season. And that tangible presence is going to give you an assignment which you have never done. You are going to anoint the priests. You're going to anoint the kings and the prophets. A new season is about to come. I would like to pray for you. Shall we close our eyes this morning? This is a very important time we get into the presence of God. God spoke to us this morning. I don't know in what kind of depression are you going through. Maybe it's a spiritual depression. Maybe it's a family depression. Maybe it's a personal kind of depression. You may, be, you may not be able to share to anyone. When people look at you, you're well. Everything is okay. But it, deep inside you, you are broken. I see in the spirit, some of you are confused about your future. Some of you are about to take certain decisions in life. But you are in a confused state asking God, what is next? It's kind of, I'm tired. I don't know from where I can get a word of confirmation. I don't know to which direction I have to move. But I'm kind of tired. The next word the spirit of the Lord is showing me. That some of you are about in the stage of giving up. Thinking on. This is enough. I can't handle it anymore. It is better to die. It doesn't mean that you want to die. Because of the frustration what you're going through. Because of the nervousness what you're going through. Because of the tension what you're going through. You even you said it is good to die. God says your time has not come. You have a new season. Can you merge into that season? To merge into that season you need the presence of God. How many of you are ready to pray with me this morning? God, I need your presence, the tangible presence. Not, may not be a visible, you know, terrific kind of presence of God, but it is a tangible, awesome presence that is going to flow through you. You know, that presence of God will fill you, give you peace, give you energy, give you a kind of direction for the new season. And you will feel that you are not alone in this journey. You may not be able to share to your parents to your pastor but Jesus is with you this morning the angel of God is ready to serve you are you willing to give yourself to the Lord telling God here am I I need your encouragement I don't want to go through depression I'm a kind of giving up but from today I will not be the same again father I pray for all those who are praying right now we pray for the anointing of God to come down in a tangible presence of God. The person who was about to give up. He rose back. And he got up into a new season. Not just to the new season. He imparted the anointing in a double portion to Elisha. And to the team members I pray. The spirit of God will raise up many from this congregation. Who are going through the state of depression. And you will minister to their lives and through their life you're going to touch many people in coming days. We bless your holy name in Jesus precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you Pastor Uncle for your time and church God bless you. Keep us in prayers. We have ministry in uh, North India in Africa 
and I pastored two churches in Dubai. My family, Nina and jo Johanna, Jonathan, uh, please do uphold us in your prayers as well. God bless you. Hopefully, we'll see you. In